This is the East Idaho PrepCast on IdahoSports.com. That's right. Welcome in another edition of the East Idaho PrepCast on IdahoSports.com, your weekly breakdown of everything uh, Districts 5 and 6 in the state of Idaho. My name is Brandon Bainey. We are joined by Sean Kane, and you might be wondering if you're watching this video on the IdahoSports.com YouTube channel. Boy, Sean, you're dressed pretty casually, hat and hoodie, <laughs> but you literally just got done with tennis practice. Hey, I mean, Idaho Sports doesn't bring anything but, you know, the most fresh, <laughs> most up-to-date spring sports uh, reporter. Yeah, I just got back. Uh, I, You know, I tried to, you know, not wear my stuff, but actually got a practice today so um I'm, I'm gonna let it fly but uh yeah it was it was pretty nice but now if you're in the east idaho your area you're probably noticing the torrential monsoon downpour that we're getting now but yeah we got two days of practice in and you know i was yeah i, I didn't know what to do two days in a row it was what do we, we got to go to the coaches what are we gonna do no it's 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 been rough it's been rough for everyone baseball softball track it's um it's not ideal but you know it's something i think we faced for a long time as east idaho idaho as a whole you know fifth and sixth district um we know how to uh you know kind of manage the storm and 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 figure a way to still be able to compete and uh that's what we're gonna get into today right you know just there's a lot of good athletes around east idaho that may not be performing but they will be <laughs> they will be trust me we think um yes will there will there be any athletic events in east idaho this week no there will not i mean your teams have already like softball baseball teams have already said like yeah we were supposed to play thursday friday we're canceling it just because yeah, no we know what the weather's supposed to be like this week. yeah my mo- my monday morning text from my ad uh it's t- tennis is canceled <laughs> for the week yeah. I, I didn't know if that meant for the, you know every for everything. So that that's been the joke uh, with the team, and so or canceled. It's canceled. What's yeah. that? It's canceled. Uh, so uh, I mean, everyone's pretty lighthearted, but you know, I I can tell you most most athletes uh, want to get after it at this point. It's kind of like if you have Facebook, right? I have you know Facebook post pictures from a year ago, right? It's all sunny. Um, <laughs> I'm talking to people that are like, yeah, I've already played, you know, I've went out and golf two or three times by now, you know, so uh, it, it's just been rough. I mean, like, I, I think I said that last time we were on the podcast, uh, uh, golf, it couldn't be more happy that it moved to the fall this year for four and five A. I can tell you that much. Yeah, what a mess. Um, so, let, let, you know, so with that said, we are going to look back to the winter sports season just real, real quick, and then we'll kind of give you kind of a preview primer of what's uh, happening spring sports wise. Two things we wanted to touch on from the winter sports season. The first, and we totally forgot to mention this two weeks ago when we did our last show. And by the way, we took a week off because we were transitioning from winter to spring. Uh, and then I, I didn't realize that we took the week off the week before spring break. And so of course nobody was, nobody was here for spring break. Right. Everybody. And was some up. of the spring breaks don't line up. Other places do it differently. Yeah. I think for the most part in East Idaho, we all do it around the same time as ISU. Uh, but sometimes it's different. So it's, it's a three, three or four weeks in there. You could, someone could be on spring break. Someone might not be, but it becomes a scheduling nightmare when the weather's this way. I can tell you that. Yeah, so uh, most everybody was on spring break last week, so we decided to take the week off again from podcasting, so everyone could spend time with their families and go do fun spring break stuff. Um, so, we, but we forgot to mention uh, on our last show, 
we had not just a state champion, not just a regional champion. We had a national champion from East Idaho, the Highland Rams cheerlead squad. What a phenomenal job by those young ladies. Yeah, just just think about this. The Highland Ram cheerleaders won their 14th 5A title in the past 15 seasons. So 14 out of 15, they won the state title. They were also the academic champions with 3.89 GPA. Um, and then they went on to win the national competition in California. Uh, head coach Jessica Gallup. Uh, phenomenal job there. Uh, it's not too often we get to talk about national, you know, national championships out of, uh, you know, just a, a little Idaho area like we are here. But, you know, congrats to them and just what an amazing accomplishment for those girls and, and their, and their coaching staff. And, you know, you know what I like about them is, you know, where they practice. I don't know if you've ever been to Highland high school, but they've got, you know, a lot of cheerleaders will practice on the gym floor, you know, mapping it all out they practice like in the cafeteria i think they would practice in the hall they they don't care they're like we can put these mats down and they'll practice and they practice in the cafeteria they'll practice wherever wherever it takes and that's a testament to to them and their coaching staff for sure yeah so it was funny uh three weeks ago right before boys basketball state tournament time i was i was at highland high school because obviously highland qualified for state basketball on the boys side i was i was physically at highland high school to talk to coach stuckey and i walk into the gym it's four o'clock after school on like a wednesday and there's nobody in the gym like it's empty and i'm like what is going on basketball team was watching film so they were in an, an adjoining classroom cheerleaders were practicing in the cafeteria and the track team was running uh all throughout the hallways at highland high school getting their getting their laps in so you had three different athletic programs you know conducting practices and none of them were using the actual gym wow it's kind of funny <laughs> that's that, that yeah that's that's crazy our our gym is uh, Century is not the biggest gym in the state by any means, but it's definitely used quite frequently <laughs> during during this time and any other time. But yeah, that's uh, I just I just like that they're willing to do whatever it takes to get the reps in and 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 be the best because they're the best. <laughs> yeah. So congratulations to to Highland High School and and the cheerleading squad uh, for winning a national championship. We'll we'll try to get on. Um, maybe a coach and a couple of the, uh, the athletes uh, for maybe an off season podcast. I think that would be a great po podcast guest to get here on the East Idaho prep cast. Um, one last note from winter sports season uh, the last weekend up in Coeur d'Alene, it was the 20th edition of the Idaho statewide all-star basketball games. These are the best seniors from around the state. We had a lot of good East Idaho players there. Um, it's Team Metro, which is basically District 3, State of Ada, versus uh, Team Region, which is everywhere else. So North Idaho, Magic Valley, East Idaho, all kind of pooled together. The Metro girls won 84 to 80. The Region boys won by a score of 116 to 115. The winning margin of victory in the boys game came from Rigby's Jacoby Jones. He made two free throws. With just over a minute to go at the time, region was down 115-114. He sank both free throws, proved to be the difference in the win. <laughs> well, I think he hit some big uh, three throws in the uh, 
Idaho shootout too in December. I believe that he hit some big three throws because Rigby boys had a couple close games in that too. So no surprise there from um, Jones to hit those, right? <laughs> yep. Questionable sure. foul at the all-star game. I don't know. No, you know when you watch all-star games i i'm just joking but yeah yeah but uh yeah a lot of great players from east idaho um yeah yeah just just a great fun event i don't think we had any of uh any of uh the east idaho people uh really compete too big in the dunk contest but so, so we so uh speaking of the dunk contest um so so on the boys side uh, Jacoby Jones had 12 points uh, in, in the all-star game. His Rigby high teammate, Noah Nunez, had nine. You had um, Ty Gilbert of Grace came in and hit a three. And then uh, Kobe Kessler from Hillcrest had 10 points. Kobe Kessler actually got to the finals of the dunk contest against uh, Blake Buchanan, the six foot oh, yeah. <laughs> 10 big man from Lake City. But, but I'll tell you what, Kobe Kessler, despite giving up, you know, eight or nine inches to Blake Buchanan did pretty well getting to the finals. Now it's, it's, it's funny that it's Kobe Kessler, right? Cause all the highlights, all your Isaac Davis with the dunk. So uh, Kobe Kessler must've been hiding it, you know, for the, for the contest. I, I can't, I can't let it out just yet, but um, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a interesting thing to see. There's some, there's some tall people. Like I was thinking, AJ LeBeau from Timberline would probably also be a pretty good dunker. He doesn't really have to jump. He's a he's yeah. a tall fella. Yeah, you know he was in the dunk contest, but he didn't he didn't even make it out of the prelims. Wow. Was, he wasn't even the best from his from his metro team. Max Myers, a kid from Coal Valley, actually did did better. So, um, and then and then on the girls' side, uh, you had Kennedy Gillette from Sugar Salem uh, win the girls' three point shootout contest, um, and then she went head to head with uh, Joe Barron from Bishop Kelly. Uh, in a, a co-ed final for the ultimate bragging rights, and she fell short there. But Kennedy Gillette from Sugar got, still got to bring home a three-point shootout trophy. And she also led Team Region with 11 points. Also with 11 was Ryrie's Maddie Andreessen. So those two did a fantastic job. Brooke Cook from Hillcrest had eight points. Marley Spencer from Thunder Ridge had eight points um, in, in the narrow loss as well. So again, East Idaho players going and representing well at the all-star basketball games. Yeah, definitely. Just, yeah, good, good showing from there. Um, and yeah, you would, you'd kind of expected maybe Marley Spencer to uh, hit a few more threes, right? She had quite the tournament in three-point shooting, almost breaking the record if she didn't get in foul trouble. But yeah, Gillette from Sugar Salem, just scoring barrage throughout the tournament and the season. So great job by her. Yep, for sure. So great job to all of our winter athletes. And and now let's get into spring sports. There hasn't been a lot happening, right? Because of the weather. Um, and so uh, basically if you're, if you're a team that's looking to compete this time of year, you pretty much have to go over to Boise. And that's kind of always been the deal, right, Sean? They always seem to have nicer weather, but even this year, Boise has had uh, some, some tough weather at times. So it's, it's been interesting as the uh, game's, and contests and exhibitions continue to get wiped out um, on the track and field side. East Idaho, I think is really loaded up with some really good athletes and we're still kind of waiting for them to all, you know, actually take, take the track, take the field for the first time. Yeah. And uh, I think for East Idaho, probably the, 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 what we'll see the most out of will be this Friday. Um, Century has rented out 
Canyon Ridge's facility for Friday, and I believe Rigby, um, Highland, and a couple other schools are are going to go. We're going to they're going to go to Canyon Ridge and compete. Um, and uh, it was a it was going to be Shelley was hosting this actually originally. Shelley High School is like, oh, we can't do it. <laughs> this isn't going to happen. And then it it fell into we just um, <clears throat> being able to use Canyon Ridge's facility, which is a, it's a really nice track and football field there. And they're going to go up Friday, so that will be a I think the um, kind of the first little go for East Idaho as far as the track and field and. And then once they found out everyone, that we were doing it, everyone wanted to go there because other teams are trying to find a way to get up to Boise to go. And then, you know, it's like, do we turn it into just our top runners or they're just, it's just a hard figuring out who they're going to get, um, get those races in. But hopefully Friday that will happen and we'll have a, we'll see, we'll see some East Idaho highlights from that in the track and field. Yeah, case in point, you know, the early uh, leaderboard, there are some East Idaho athletes, for example, on the girls' side. We know Skyline's going to be really good in track and field again. But, you know, but to get reps in, they had to go all the way to Mountain View in Meridian for the early bird invite. But from from that meet, uh, you had senior Claire Peterson uh, establish state best times in the 100, 1245. And the 200, 25.16, so 25.16 seconds for Claire Peterson. Um, and then she's also got the best time early on in the 100-meter hurdles, also set at this early bird invite, uh, a time of 15.39. So that's three events for Claire Peterson right away. We know Neela Roberts, the distance dynamo, is also going to be outstanding for Skyline this year. So the Skyline girls um, are are ready to compete at the 4A state meet. Yeah, I think you'll see, you know, it'll be, it'll be, you know, uh, Bishop Kelly is always very strong at track and field, but, you know, Skyline is going to be really tough. Um, you know, I, you know, Pocatello always has really strong girls runners and, and Century is going to have some pretty good running uh, on the girl side. This too, it's, it's going to be kind of who I think has the most competitors, competitors there at state to kind of get those points and um skyline definitely early on i think is showing that they're going to be able to flex a little bit um as it goes on with getting those runners to the state qualifying um part of the part of the year if we get there <laughs> yeah right if we get there um Sky, so skyline took second um at state last year only behind pocatello your 4a girls state track and field champions the big story with pocatello though is matea mangum the great short sprinter uh she's transferred to to century high school um as you said sean so that i think pocatello still is going to be pretty decent um but there's a lot of points that left with with medea mango as well yeah yeah you know um just in talking to people it's her, her moving kind of maybe opens it up for everyone right pocatello would be in a really good place if she still if she was still there like in and out now century's got a bunch of points how what can those other runners do um and then it kind of you know it gives skyline a little a little room there too if they if they can get enough people and get those points and and we talked about this at the end of the year it's not about necessarily who wins all of them we get a lot of points for that but when you have other people placing as well in those second and third or four spots to get those other points so that'll be an exciting race i think 4a girls track will be uh there'll be some um really exciting races between those athletes as the years as the year goes on for sure yeah returning point scores for pocatello and by the way marlo herford wrote a fantastic 
statewide track and field preview. It's on the homepage at idahosports.com if you haven't read it yet. And then I wrote statewide baseball and softball previews. Sean, you're working on a statewide tennis preview. So we're going to have all sorts of spring sports preview action for you on the homepage at idahosports.com. Um, but in her preview, uh, she noted that Pocatello does still return Bailey Bird, yep. who um, did well in the distance races last year. Addison Tensel, um, Haley Renzello. Um, so, po- yeah, Pocatello, I think, is going to be good. Skyline will be right there as well. And, of course, Bishop Kelly always seems to be, you know, no matter the sport, um, statewide will be very good. On the boys' side, Bishop Kelly is your defending champion, but they lost so much to graduation. It's kind of opened the door now to where, you know, Blackfoot, Yep. With Matt Matt Thomas, who is a great distance runner. He's committed to uh Oklahoma State. Let me double check that. Yes, Oklahoma State. So he's gonna be a big 12 runner. Um, yeah, as we saw last year, the twelve hundred was East Idaho between you know Blackfoot, Sugar Salem. I mean, we'll get to that, but like that twelve hundred races, East Idaho dominates in that race. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, the both the, the 1600 and the 3200, the two distance races for sure. Um, so Matt Thomas is leading the way for Blackfoot. Uh, I think on a statewide level, you talk about Burley now probably is in the mix just by getting Gatlin Bear, the, the Kimberly transfer. <laughs> yeah, so um, they had one race or something on Twitter and the other people haven't even turned the turn around the curved part and he'd finished the race or something. I don't know if that was a real race or not. I don't know if you saw that on Twitter, but uh, I'd, I'd, good I'm luck catching sure. him. Good luck yeah. catching him. Jeez. <laughs> um, yeah, I know this is in Burley's not really East Idaho, but they're, they're close. I mean, look at these times he's already run. He's run in the 100 Sean this year, 1044. <laughs> 10.44 seconds in the, two, in the 200, 21.14. So, I mean, yeah, Gatlin Bear is cooking. He is going to play college football somewhere and, and probably will run track if he wants to as well. One of those deals where you get a, a football scholarship or maybe half football, half track, something like that. He has been offered now, Sean, scholarships from three of the four teams that made the college football playoff this yeah. past year. Do you know the only school that is not offered Gatlin Bear from that college football playoff last year. I saw Alabama did just recently, yep. right? So, um, man, I don't know. Ohio State. Ohio State. Okay. They're too good, I guess. Maybe they're still salty that Col- Colston Loveland from Goodland, uh, Gooding went to, to Michigan yeah, instead maybe. of Ohio State. They're like, yeah, yeah, we're done with these Idaho kids. Dang, dang Idaho kids. And Loveland, <laughs> man, he had some great games this year for for Michigan, right? Wow. Yes. Yeah. So, so anyways, uh, so, so Gatlin bear being at Burley is going to change the four a landscape a little bit, but Blackfoot's going to be very good on the four a side. Um, when you look at five, a track, um, you know, early leaders, um, on the leaderboard already. Um, and, and I should mention Brody Birch from Pocatello currently has the best 800 time in the state, one minute, 56.21 seconds that came, um, at an out of town meet. So, um, when you look at 4A on the boys' side as well, Pocatello will have a couple of athletes to keep an eye on. Um, you've got in 5A track and field, Ruby Jordan of Highland has the best shot put throw in the state so far, 41 feet, 10 inches. That came at a quad um, between uh, Capital Middleton, Highland, and somebody else. I can't remember. But so, so good start for her. Uh, for Highland as well. Yeah, she and she's got some big time offers too. I, 
I believe, um, as far as college goes. And yeah, she's, she's one of those athletes that you're going to, I think you're definitely going to see at the next level at a, at a big stage. Um, she can fling that thing far. <laughs> yes. Um, and then Rigby on the girl's side, a really good chance to, uh, get a trophy at state this year. Abby Scott, um, the great basketball player that we got to see at state, Sean. <coughs> we got to see her play basketball, and now she pole vaults. She's got the top pole vault mark so far, uh, 12 feet even. PR for Abby Scott as well. Um, but this is a rugby team that has got a lot of good pieces in place. Abby uh, Hancock returns yes, after winning three events, so that's that's huge. Like just winning mul- when you have an athletes that can do multiple events and win them at um, when you get to that state level, that's that's where your bread and butter is. And Rigby f- just fills in a ton of those spots. I, uh, Abby Hancock, I remember talking about her last year, um, and she'll, she'll be tough too. Yeah, Rigby took third at state last year. Hancock at state helped set four new Rigby school records in the 100. Um, the And she was two one-hundredths of a second away from breaking the all-class um, record in Idaho for the 100. She ran a 12.03. Um, she won the 200, set a new school record. She won the long jump to set a new school record. Um, and then in the four by one, Rigby took third as a team, but their time of 49.27 seconds was a new school record for the Trojans there. And so um, she's going to be very fun to watch. She scored 36 points on her own last yeah. year. So just, just like, and that's what we're talking about. If you can get one of those dynamic athletes, get you those points and other people can chip in, man, you're, you're sitting, you're sitting in a good spot come later. Um, it'll just be about getting those other kids, the reps, right. With the weather, I think is what's going to be important. And, uh, you know, but everyone's really scrambling and I think we'll, we'll see that, that turn out well. Yeah, for sure. And, um, we should mention that, uh, Hancock has signed with Weber state uh, okay. to run track and field in the, big sky conference so um Bo- boise always is a juggernaut um it'd be very hard to topple boise in the team race but rigby i think could take second um and, and do really excellent things this year when we talk about 3a track and field so we talked about how gatlin bear had transferred from kimberly to burley and that's really shifted the 4a landscape but it's also shifted the 3a landscape where basically kim kimberly was the only path of resistance for sugar in track um and that's gone now <laughs> so it's like it's like sugar's deal um which brett hill last year great cross country and track and field coach for sugar salem won his 50th state championship in both cross country and track and field last year in his coaching career which is phenomenal but this this is sugar's deal in 3a yeah i mean they just and like, yeah, I, I didn't even think about that. And now that I'm looking it over, I'm like, having Gatlin Bear gone, yeah. that's, you've just made it easier for a team that didn't need it to be any easier in, in Sugar Salem. And uh, man, they've just got a great, a lot of great runners there. And uh, they return what they return, a, you know, a bunch of uh, relay races, race people, hurdlers. Um, pretty much they have someone in every event, right? You know, Ryan Bingham and discus too, and they've got, they've got the field events as well. So, uh, sorry, three, a, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know what to say. They, they've got, they've, you know, a lot of teams will have one, but they've got one almost in every kind of event. And that's just, uh, that's just tough. That's just tough to compete with. But, um, you know, 
like I, I like everyone says they uh they really got it in the weight room they got the track mm-hmm. athletes in that weight room weight room doing um a lot of that too and i think that that culture has really uh helped helped out sugar salem yeah um on the girls side a little more wide open this year sugar could certainly win but so could like five or six other teams that's going to be one of the more fascinating team races when we get to state track i think is going to be the 3a girls there's there's a lot of good teams including like even snake river i think could be pretty uh solid there on the girls side um when we get to 2a uh sticking with girls soda springs uh did really well last year at state and they've got a lot of their athletes back yanetti garbett um who's obviously we know about her basketball talents but uh she is a phenomenal uh sprinter um They've got Kate Walker in the hurdles. Uh, they've got Izzy Shelton in the throws. I mean, they've got so many athletes returning, not just on the girls' side, but on the boys' side as well. So Soda Springs, when you're looking at two A teams that could contend, you know, got to start with the Cardinals. Yeah, they've they've always, you know, Cardinals have always been a good distance team, right? They've been pretty dominant as far as cross country, so they always have the distance. Um, and they've got a couple others in Polvo as well. And um, yeah, you know, it's two A. I think so Springs is good. You know, Westside also has some good runners in the two A as well. And uh it'll be interesting to to see that how that turns out um as far as the two A. Unfortunately, Melba's in the in two A too, but <laughs> yes. And their uh, basketball team was fast. So if any of those girls run, which I'm guessing some of them might, they're gonna be pretty fast too. Yes, Melba is the uh, favorite still in boys and girls track into a certainly. Um, and then at the 1A level, uh, we talked about this last year on the PrepCast where this was the tightest race um, that I have ever personally seen where basically it came down to a half point. Grace won the 1A boys track championship last year with 71 points. Lighthouse Christian on the strength of basically like two or three sprinters scored 70.5 so uh grace won by half a point um and they've got you know ty gilbert who we talked about playing in that all-star basketball game yep. he's back dallin draper Braden kimball um cole wilkerson is a great distance runner um he is a four-time you know state champion in the distance races um he won the 1a cross-country title earlier this year grace looks good again yeah, Grace, the Grace boys have uh, been busy uh, this year, right? They, you know, football, basketball, track. I mean, they're, I don't, they must have a lot of shoes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> each of each event needs a different pair of shoes. So, um, you know, good job by their parents to make sure they've got the right equipment because that can get expensive. I know that as a parent, but yeah, they just step right in. And that's what I like about Grace is, you know, a lot of bigger schools, you, you know, have people that specialize and, they're kind of more into this, but they do do other sports. But Grace, it's the same kids, you know. They just jump right in and start competing, and that's that's just that's it's not easy. It's easier said than done. You can be an athlete, but just to change your sport and your mindset, and uh, that's 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 a testament to the Grace programs right now for sure. Yeah, and you know, I guess if you were going to look at, um, you know, on the one a girls side, uh, Rockland, I think is going to be kind of the premier team from East Idaho. They've got the Wilson twins, Addie and Taylor, um, kind of leading the way there. And so Rockland, I think on the girls side for one a track and field should be pretty decent. Um, so yeah, that's what's going on in track and field. Let's let's go to softball where um, 
early results have looked good. Um, let's let's start at 5A and work our way down. Rigby is off to a 6-1 and one start. Thunder Ridge is a perfect 5-0. and oh. um, Highland is the defending champion in District 5-6, but they just haven't been able to play many games yet, Sean. They're 1-1. One one. Um, I still like Highland, um, but I think Thunder Ridge and Rigby both could be really competitive too. Yeah, kind of the kind of the talk around uh, is that uh, Thunder Ridge is kind of that team that you, you might have not have penciled in early, but they're playing real real well now. But I think that'll be a tough uh, three team conference. Highland is a team that just knows how to get to the conference play and win, but definitely a t- a tough conference there. I think um, with Rigby, um, Highland, and Thunder Ridge, right? But uh, and then you also have Madison um, too that always finds a way to have a bunch of athletes to sneak in there so that'll be interesting interesting to see yeah i mean i just like this it's it's hard to it's hard to take these guesses when you haven't even seen highland play but you know they have a good team um and can't as a coach you can't always just look at the record records are great but at the end of the day uh the quality um uh, of your wins and and what happens later is more important so I, i think highland will be all right as far as that goes yeah, they bring back their best pitcher in Marissa Mogger, Highland does, and, and their starting catcher, Jenna Kearns. And that one-two combo, I think, gives them a slight edge over Thunder Ridge. Um, but but the Titans, you're right, are also going to be really good. Uh, 4A softball. Um, you know, last year, uh, District 6 had some, some pretty good teams. Um, Blackfoot and Hillcrest both qualified for state last year from, from District 6. Um, but I think a team that people are sleeping on is is Idaho Falls making making the jump down from five A to four A. I think Idaho Falls in softball could be really good this year too. Yeah, I think um, in District Six again, you've got a, a kind of a really tough conference between Idaho Falls, Blackfoot, and Hillcrest who qualified um, last year. And uh, yeah, I mean, you know, Bonneville, Skyline, and Shelley will also also be in there like that district six as far as girls goes it seems like there's a lot of parity like two teams will kind of raise the rise to the top but it doesn't mean they they won't lose to the other teams as the season goes on as we saw in basketball yet you know you had like you know the top teams in the state out of that district six and i could see that happening as far as softball goes and you know it might come down to who can be pitching who's who's pitching the best um later on here hopefully when the weather's nice Right. Idaho Falls is off to a uh, four in one start. They went down to an early season tournament in St. George, Utah. You know, a lot of, you know, Blackfoot, Bonneville, Shelley, Hillcrest, Idaho Falls, they kind of all went down to this uh, St. George tournament and Idaho Falls went three and one there um, and really had some lopsided scores over some Utah teams. So I think that was a good sign for them Um, in, in district five. Pocatello was the team that got to state last year. It had kind of been centuries league the last couple of years, but Pocatello got to state. They bring back a lot of their key pieces. And to me, it's still kind of Pocatello's conference. Yeah. But I think, I think right now Pocatello kind of has the hitting that's going to beat um, a century or Preston. Uh, their, their hitting is just a little, a little better. So I, you know, I kind of see them going the century team. Um, I think, you know, they're they're under the head coach now for the second year, Mandy Daniels, and they're they're kind of getting it together. But again, it's it's about playing. But I, I, I like Pocatello and their ability to kind of get the scoring in. You know, they're they're a team that if they're hitting and can get the scores, it's hard to come back against them if they get a lead early. 
Yeah. Uh, Anna Campbell and Taylor Bunderson, a couple of names to keep an eye on for, for the Pocatello softball team um, in class three. A you had last year. It, it was interesting where South Fremont uh, got to state um, and we're kind of the plucky upstart. They got the number seven seed overall at state last year. They had to play Marsh Valley, the big bad two seed right away at state and South Fremont knocked them off. <laughs> in fact, Marsh Valley went from two seed to two and out last year at state softball. And so I know Marsh Valley is very motivated to get back to state and have a better showing. Um, you know, they only lost two seniors to graduation from last year's team. They bring back Libby Larson, who's a great pitcher. Uh, Camry Campbell is, was their top hitter last year. And so for me in district five, um, I still like Marsh Valley there. Yeah. I, you know, Marsh, Marsh Valley has been pretty good. And I, I think I remember talking about this last um, spring that we kind of were, you know, picking Marsh Valley and then they didn't have a great, uh, state run and um you know that happens and you know how you come back you're, you're a hungry team they're going to be they're going to be super hungry um to get back to that spot and snake river and american falls um we all we know those teams are always super competitive too but probably marsh valleys uh they're probably the district favorites in in, in district five yeah in south fremont you know they bring back berkeley yancey callie johnson in district six you know they're the favorites but really i don't know those three teams are all pretty even to me sugar salem and and teton teton especially has really good athletes um they just they have no seniors it's a lot of younger players um but they've got good athletes and so i just i don't know teton for some reason is on my radar but again we don't have a lot of data to go off of yet. Yeah, you just—I mean, the data I'd go on is you can't count Teton out this year at anything, right? Kind of a team you never really—they weren't always at the forefront of your minds, but this year, as far as most sports go, they've been—they've been a lot more competitive. They've been—they've been able to come and get some big wins. So, um, yeah, I mean, who knows? Maybe we'll see Sugar Salem and Teton play in the district championship for softball. Yeah, as far as 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 far as I yeah right like every other sport, as far as I know, Teton hasn't played yet, so we okay. nothing. Sugar is three and one and one. South Fremont's one and one. So again, very early, too too early to really declare anything uh, substantive there. To, and it gets as we go lower, it it's, it just gets more muddied. Two uh, A. <laughs> It is the final one because in, in East Idaho, there are no 1A schools that play softball or baseball. So when we talk about baseball, softball, we'll just go 5A through 2A. Um, but in 2A, um, you know, you look at Malad, right? Malad has kind of been the program. Um, they won state two years ago. They got back to the championship last year. Um, again, came through uh, with a win over West Jefferson. It was an all East Idaho final. Malad from District 5, West J from District 6. Both those teams look very good again this year. Yeah, I like I like the Dragons um, to come out of there. Um, and, you know, West Jefferson is definitely strong. Um, and they, they seem to have the experience to kind of have a lot of seniors this year um, for the Panthers of West Jefferson. So, uh, you know, could see kind of the similar outcome there um, as far as the East Idaho softball, but we'll have to see, right? <laughs> yes. Um, both, both of those teams are led by their pitchers. Um, Malad has Wrigley Peterson. She went 16 and one last year with a 112 ERA. Um, and then West Jay, it's their senior leader of everything. Jordan Torgerson. She's the daughter of head coach uh, Raquel Torgerson. 
Um, she's been one of the better pitchers in East Idaho her entire career. She's now in her senior season. Can West Jay get over the hump and challenge Malad this year? We'll find out. West Side's always sneaky good. Um, I think North Fremont's got really good athletes. All those girls that played basketball for North Fremont play softball as well, it seems like. Um, Melissa Hill and Emery Lenz and et cetera. Um, and, and so I think North Fremont is a team to keep an eye on. The only teams that have really been able to play at all so far in East Idaho are Firth, which is two and four, and West Jay, which is one and five. And you go, boy, West Jay, one and five. And you you think they're going to get back to state and, and possibly contend? Well, yeah, I do, because they went down to that Utah tournament. Yeah. And played much larger schools, right? Much, much larger, large, yeah. Incl- including they got matched up with Idaho Falls at at this Utah tournament, and they only lost nine to seven to yeah, Idaho yeah. Falls, a four A. So yeah, close. If it yes. comes down to pitching. I mean, usually softball's pitching becomes huge. So those teams with senior p- pitchers that have been there and have done it, um, that that holds dividends later on for sure. Yep. So that's kind of what's happening in softball. Not a lot of data to process yet, but these are kind of our thoughts as we uh, we'll circle back and see how right we were. In, We've in never been months. wrong. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Well, let's, let's go from two a up uh, in baseball. We'll we'll wrap up with baseball and we'll start at the two a level where um, to me, the best team in East Idaho is, is probably still Malad. You know, Malad got to state last year. They've been on a recent run. Coach Bo Clark does such a great job uh, with the Dragons. Firth also got to state last year. You know, Firth got to the championship game a year ago, um, and they bring back so many talented athletes. You know, I'm going to, as I'm talking this out, Sean, I'm going to reverse my stance. I think Firth probably has the best team from East Idaho. Malad is not very far behind, though. Yeah. I, yeah. You, those, you know, those teams. Uh, it's always kind of the the same kind of scenario. They're 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 at the end. They're finding ways to win. Um, I'm probably going to probably go with more, more with Malad, but yeah, you can go with Firth. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Firth brings back Gage Vasquez, Alex Vasquez, Burton Park, uh, all these guys that play football and wrestle and play basketball. They're just good multi sport athletes. Um, Malad brings back a lot of young. You know, Malad was very young last year. They bring back, uh, you know, Chase Briggs, Gaden Combs, um, a lot of freshmen and sophomores that saw playing time last year are back for Coach Bo Clark. Chalice Mackey, the River Cats, one of my favorite co-ops. Oh, yeah. um, and, and they've actually added Arco, uh, Butte County. So it's Chalice Mackey, Butte County, all three played together, the River Cats. They hosted a little wood bat tournament to start the season off and actually got in most of the games, every game except the championship. <laughs> and it was a little wood bat tournament with Chalice Mackey and Salmon and Soda Springs came up to play in it. And I think Chalice Mackey probably would have won it, Sean, um, if they had been able to, to, to play it. But in the process, the River Cats have started two and one. And now uh, along the way, when they picked up their first win of the year, Sean, Chalice Mackey came into the season as a, as a program with 99 career wins and so by picking up that win at their woodbat tournament win number 100 <laughs> in the history of the river cats baseball program so way to go coach ryan millick and all those boys up there in uh arco and Mackey and chalice yeah this kind of a unique geographical area do you have a baseball team right so yeah being able to bring everyone together and 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 uh, get 100 wins is is something very special for those players and the coach. 
for sure. Just just to get everyone on the same page is what I'm thinking. Can barely yeah. get the people I know for years on the same page. So you know, <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, so yes, big accomplishment there. Congratulations. And and as far as I can tell, again, whether you know West Jefferson and Bear Lake, I don't think have even played a game yet. So again, too too much unknown. But Jalis Mackey's going to be good. Uh, Firth will be good again. So will Malad. 3A baseball. We got to state last year, and this was wild. Snake River played Sugar Salem in the opening round at state. Sugar won on a walk-off hit. And then the next day, Snake River won on a walk-off hit in a loser-out game. So Snake River and Sugar both got to state last year. Sugar took fourth place. Marsh Valley, of course, though, you're defending 3A champions. Coach Kent Howell has done a great job with the Eagles. His son, Stanton Howell, is a senior, best left-handed pitcher in the state. So to me, Marsh Valley is still not just the favorite in East Idaho, but the favorite in the entire state. Yeah, definitely. I think Marsh Valley right now is your your preseason favorite, and and I would I could see them going back and and winning it again this year for sure. But I, you know, again, I wouldn't leave out Sugar Salem to come up with um, coming up with something at the end of the year too. But you know, three A baseball, it just seemed like there were so many. There's so much different. Uh, ways to win like it didn't matter if you're the best team if you just figured out a way to win at state and uh, that's really what i think makes uh the baseball so interesting later on in the season is just you could say oh this team's gonna win easily but not not the case and that makes it a lot of fun yeah shout out to sugar salem coach brady gardner he's really done a good job of taking what has been a you know, average program and elevated them to the level of all the other athletic programs at sugar, right? We're used to seeing sugar win everything. And um, he's taken that baseball program. And these are kids that are playing on club teams and playing in, you know, Cooperstown, New York at prestigious tournaments. And um, it's a young group of uh, juniors and sophomores that are kind of leading the way here. Dawson McAnelly and Tommy Woodcock, Jackson Gardner, James Chase. So yeah, sugar, I think definitely a team to keep an eye on for a baseball I think the best team from East Idaho is Poke Patello. That's just based on what history has told me and looking at who they've got lined up this year. I really like this Thunder team. Yeah, I think I think it's a good, you know, a good team. They're well coached. Um, they're always super competitive. Uh, you know, it's just it's a it's a matter to kind of see if you know making it to state and 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 making that next step. I, I think I like I like Pocatello um too in that district. Uh, century brand new coach kind of a new system going in there with Mikey Blackhawk I think they're going to need a couple years to kind of get their 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 bearings um and then you know Preston Preston always seems to challenge Pocatello too um but I I think it's Pocatello's district to you know kind of to lose uh, this year yeah Preston brings back their best pitcher Chase Oxborough and he gave both Pocatello and Century fits last year on the mound um the question for Preston is is can they fill in behind Oxborough? Um, and that's something they're still trying to work through. Pocatello, um, to me, already has played Twin Falls, which was the, the runner-up last year in 4A baseball. They beat them 5-1. So they've kind of already got a little feather in their cap. They're 4-2 and two overall. They just got done, Sean. They went down to the Phoenix area to play in a very prestigious national tournament. It goes like 9 or 10 days. That's oh, wow. how big this tournament is. 11 different schools our host sites for this. It's called the coach Bob invitational and Pocatello went down there and split. They got wins over uh, grand junction junction central and, and Columbine from Colorado. Yes, that Columbine um, 
and then they they lost to Green Mountain, Colorado by two, and Bishop Minogue from Nevada, which is a premier program, and they only lost to, to Bishop Minogue by one, five to four. Yeah, I mean, that's that's what you want. You want tough opponents to start of the season to see where you're on that measuring stick, and and the Thunder, uh, you know, showed up at that very well, and and hopefully can continue that through the year. So, yeah, congrats to them on that. Um, that's a huge tournament. <laughs> yep, for sure. Um, uh, Riken Echo Hawk um, is a great athlete for Pocatello High. Um, and, and then, you know, from District 6, I really like Bonneville. Bonneville won the state championship two years ago, and then they got back to state last year, and they bring back a lot of the same athletes um, from their team that, that went to state a year ago. Um, so Bonneville, to me, is kind of the favorite up north. They are off to the best start, three and one. Skyline's also three and one. This was that crazy district last year, Sean. Oh, the pitch had, count, right? <laughs> yeah, the, the pitch count controversy that cost Blackfoot um, against Skyline. So you had uh, basically uh, Skyline and Hillcrest, which were kind of the last two teams, um, actually like advanced to the almost to to the part where they get to state, and then Bonneville kind of came through and won. Uh, so that conference was kind of upside down last year. The other big factor to me, just like on softball, Idaho is Idaho Falls. Falls. Yeah, that's yeah. what I that's what I was going to bring up. Idaho Falls isn't too far removed from winning a 5A title, if I'm not mistaken. And they're always a very strong baseball program. But uh, yeah, that, I, that conference is going to just be, again, super. You're going to have three or four teams battling at the end of the year just to make it a state. And a really good team might not even make it, I think, because of the quality of the teams in district six. Yeah. Dax Whitney from Blackfoot. Um, you know, Idaho falls has really good players. So district six, the high country conference is going to be really fun. And then five, eight district five, six combined Highland got the state last year. Uh, weren't able to get a ton of attraction, but coach Christian Colonel always does a great job uh, with the Rams. They're off to a three and five start, but they've really challenged themselves. They they've played mountain view twice. They played Rocky Mountain. They lost to Twin Falls by one. They lost to Eagle. And yet they started 0-5, Sean. They are now on a three-game winning streak. They went to the uh to the spring break tournament hosted by Rocky Mountain uh, last weekend and beat Coeur d'Alene, Centennial, and last year's defending champion, Hawaii, by one, 11 to 10. So to me, Highland's right there. Yeah, Highland. You know, it was they got to the tournament last year, and now I think they're a team that's going to go is able to get to the tournament and probably win games with like, you know, Drew Hymas, a uh, really really solid player from Highland. Uh, we know what he can do athletically wise, and um, uh, who else? Colton Durham, right? He, you know, he's he's back playing. He he was hurt last year, and so they've got some really good you know baseball players at Highland. I, I think that have been able to put it all together for this year. Um, and they'll be tough. And I, you know, Madison's also pretty good too. And I think they'll be right there and you got to watch out for Rigby because Rigby always has something as well. <laughs> yeah. This conference I think is going to come down to pitching, which team can get the most out of their pitching staff. Highland and Madison both were very senior heavy pitching staffs last year. So to me, it could be a Rigby. It could be a Thunder Ridge. Whichever team can get their pitching lined up and in order here, I think is going to win this conference. So, yeah, I'd agree with you there. Yeah. All right. Well, we went a little long on this episode, but we also were coming back off of two weeks. So we had a lot to talk about. Uh, <laughs> Didn't even get any tennis in. Jeez. There, there's, nothing, there's, nothing, there's nothing to say. What are we? 
Nobody's even competed yet. The only right? thing, I I've played one match. Oh, Sentry did. Yeah, we've played one, and Highland and Pokey played each other uh, this week. I think it was, but I was gonna. The only thing I was gonna say is I just I you, I had more matches than I did practices until today. So um, <laughs> that's that's all I was gonna say. But no, there those are gonna be some exciting players um, in Eastside O from tennis. Uh, you know, I just wanted to you know throw out one now early so I get credit for it personally. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Braden Johnson is a freshman for Highland and he potentially could win um 5A boys singles uh so that's something to keep an eye on Braden Johnson he's a phenomenal talent out of East Idaho and in in boys tennis but yeah I don't think Idaho Falls has played the Idaho Falls District 6 area unless they've won summer I don't think they've had any matches um under their belt so yeah we'll we'll get into tennis later <laughs> A lot of, lot of time to talk about that. You had more matches than practices. That is every athlete's dream because they hate practice. That's a coach's I, nightmare, though, right? Oh, man. Especially tennis. Since you need to practice. You need to get outside. Um, everyone's been playing inside, you know, coming up to the season. And, oh, the sun's out. Oh, there's wind. You know, I mean, yeah, it's, we're outside, guys. So, yeah, I would love to get a little more outside practice. And um, the same with all the other teams. And, uh, yeah, but, you know. Boise area hasn't had too many other matches than, you know, they've only got three, maybe three or four in someone to a tournament, but Madison um, girls and boys will be a tough tennis team too. Uh, and district six, uh, Larry Duquet always does a phenomenal job up there. And uh, yeah, it'll be, it'll be exciting. It'll be an exciting tennis season when the weather changes. I'll yes. just preview that for you. <laughs> yes, we, uh, we cannot wait. Um, so we will be off and running. All the spring sports previews parked on the homepage at idahosports.com. Read them at your leisure. Uh, and that will do it for this edition of the East Idaho Prepcast. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. For Sean Kane, I'm Brandon Bainey. We'll see you next time on idahosports.com. <laughs>